Assalamu alaikum, I'm your host Abdullah. I'm your host Tariq. And welcome to Bag Alert, where we give a platform to both students and professionals, allowing them to convey their journey and to give insight to those aspiring to gain knowledge in different fields of study and professions. This podcast is sponsored by the SSA here at the U of A. Today's guest, we have Miran, who is uh, currently studying in the Faculty of Kinesiology at the University of Alberta. Assalamu alaikum, Miran. I usually say Moran, you know, like, is it more, yeah. I say Moran usually. Is it like, that works, bro. Like, bro, like, I was going to say, like, Moran, but I was like, yeah, I'm going to push the hell out like of it, bro. Your, how about, like, in your no, accent? Good. How about, like, in your accent? Like, how would you say it? Mehran. Mehran. Oh. Yeah, Mehran. Mehran? Mehran. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, Someone so target right. Bro, ex- bro, think, bro, I'm not going to say Moran. I refuse. <laughs> Up to you, bro. I don't mind. <laughs> That's why the uh, white folks call me. <laughs> no, not bro. Hard, bro. I, yeah. I, 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 I should do the same thing, too. I don't know why you never checked me, bro. You should just check me. Bro, there's only certain people that can pronounce it, like, on point. Yeah. So. No, honestly, like, I just, yeah. Like, I think after a while, like, you stop caring. Yeah. You know, it just, mm-hmm. it just becomes, like, tedious to, to say, oh, no, it's actually pronounced this way. Because mm-hmm. I had teachers mm-hmm. that would pronounce, like... My name's super wrong, and I would just be like, "Yeah, you got your, it." Your, your, your name's Tarek. <laughs> bro, like, it's so easy. Like, yeah. Oh no! Like one teacher, bro, it, bro, it varies, man. It varies teacher to teacher, man. One person will call me Tarek. <laughs> I had one teacher, bro, who called me Tarak, like Tarak. <laughs> you look know, like Barack. Basically, rather right Barack. I don't know, man. She probably had some guy, sort of agenda on me, man. This but she's all like, hey, did I pronounce that right? I was like, yeah, you got it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, like, I, like, you're like the only Uzbekistan person I ever met in my life, I'll be honest. I get that a lot, bro. Oh, you're, from, that oh, you're from Uzbekistan? Yeah, Central Asia. The only, oh, the only person I... Because, hey, Uzbekistan and beside it is... Af- uh, no, uh, no, under it is Afghanistan. Yeah, it's a southwest. Okay. Okay, so so it's uh, Uzbekistan under its uh, Afghanistan, uh, right of its uh, Turk Turkmenistan, uh, above its Dagestan, uh, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, Dagestan, a lot. Where the warriors come from? <laughs> the crazy the bear the bear wrestlers the bear wrestlers. Oh, oh, you're from like where the bear wrestlers are from? Oh, Uzbekistan. We don't wrestle bears. Oh, it's Pakistan. Uh, we're known Yo, for uh, wrestling. So, oh. wrestling, yes. Yo, isn't like mm-hmm. that where uh, like where Khabib's from? No, 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 he's from he's from uh, Dagestan. Dagestan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cause I saw like a video of him like wrestling bears, and I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, oh no, no, like some kid. I no, like some other kid. I think wrestling bears. I was like, no, it was no, him. Shit. It was him, bro. It was, it was him. Yeah. Was that him? Was that a real video? It was, okay. yeah, was a baby. Was a, fan. No way. Was was I thought. I thought. No, I thought it was just a random clip. That was like, how does Khabib? You know. Um, he's a baby. He's wrestling. He's wrestling bears. That's a crazy. Oh my goodness! Wow. Okay, mm-hmm. that makes sense now. But yo, um, okay. Like so, like focusing. Uh, so so like on like focusing on your on your journey. Like how was mm-hmm. uh like how was like a transition? You know, from from high school to university. You know, uh, like, straight like straight to to university or. Yeah. So off, or like, actually, I. Uh, when I finished high school, I went straight into university, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't really know exactly which program I wanted to get into until I guess it was a bit late, because the moment I wanted to get into Kin, all the faculty spots filled up, 
and the only way I could get an admission was like a 95% average from whoa, high school. Whoa, and whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, I, I, I didn't have that. So I was like, Hey, I'll just transfer. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so I got into university, you know, first year, are we allowed to cuss? Uh, we'll keep it PG. I... Okay. <laughs> first year I got my butt kicked. Okay. And, um, just like a lot of people, right. It, I think it's more so going into high school, right. You succeed pretty well, especially if you're a naturally intelligent, more, more, more than naturally intelligent person, mm -hmm. right. You can get away with maybe not studying all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, you can get away with studying the day before an exam mm -hmm. and you know, you're like, yeah, I could probably get away with that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause you're like, Oh, I'm a, I'm a, you think you're a smart guy. Right. But then <laughs> university comes and you're like, okay, let's put a bit more work in. But little do you know, a little bit more working isn't studying two days before the exam and a day before the exam. Oh, it's man. actually studying every single day, right? Mm -hmm. And so up. university really taught me um, like what discipline is about, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you, sure, you can be smart in high school, get away with doing really well, but not mm -hmm. studying too much. Mm -hmm. But that's because the system kind of allows that. Mm -hmm. In university, it does a really good job of like weeding out the people that aren't there to put the work in. Right. That's why you see a lot of people that might drop out. I'm not saying that they, they're not trying to put the work in, but I just not, might not be the thing that's for them. Mm -hmm. um, and you just can't get away with not putting the work in. So yeah. that's like the number one thing it taught me. Like, hey, you're not really as smart as you think you are. Right. Um, you, you know what it is? You know what it is, Miran? We talked about this in a, like an earlier podcast. We said when you when we when, like for example like, yeah we can just get away in high school just doing an ex like studying the night before an exam but when you mm -hmm. come to when you come to university like you could have been maybe the smart kid in, in high school but when yeah. you come to university every single kid in your classroom is, is a smart kid in their classroom True. so True. like there's it's an even playing ground so other than that whatever you do outside of school is what's going to make you stand out 100 percent exactly yeah. it's humbler better. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, it's not, like, I'll be honest, it's not easy to get into university nowadays, right? Mm -hmm. What, we have uh, about a million people in Edmonton, and there's about 30,000 people in university. That's that's total. So first that's year crazy. to fourth year, including staff and uh, r the residents here. So maybe there's, like, five, 6,000 people per year that get admitted into university. And if you look at the population, it's a very small percentage of people that going to university in the uh, Edmonton population. So it's it's an achievement to get in, right? But in itself, it's also an achievement to stay in and succeed. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 100%. So like you would say like the pretty much the transition from high school is like knowing the course load, being scheduled and like- Oh, yeah. Like, what, what are like some things that you did personally like, that, that you did to like to start uh, closing in that gap? Um, to close in the gap between high school and university. So that's a good question. So the first thing I did was, one, actually start studying every day, right? Um, and so I guess I'll go from, like, how I did first, second, third, and fourth year. And so how you can see, like, the improvements. So first year, my we're, habits were... We're, we're going to go, like, because we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get into, like, the, the later on, the third and the fourth and the second year. Yeah. But I want to mm -hmm. get more into the first year because that's more of the culture structure. Sure, sure. I'll, I'll, we'll start first year then. And let me know if you want me to continue on to the second year. So first year, I kept my habits in high school, which consisted of, uh, for smaller exams, studying a day or two before the exam and really paying attention in class. I'd say that's one thing I'm good at, like, even now. Uh, this is the one thing that I kept was 
being able to pay attention in class because honestly, if you're in high school, you can easily get away with getting 80% plus if you just pay attention in class, easily. right? Like easily, any class. I, I, I was in IB as well, right? I took the sciences IB. I, I can't speak uh, uh, on behalf of the humanities section, but I took the sciences all the way to the grade 12 level IB, whatever they call it now. Um, and I succeeded, right? And it's not because I put in a crazy amount of work. It's because I was a good listener and I knew what to pay attention for. So, and, that, and that's helped me a lot now. And so that's one thing that, that carried over in university first year. That's probably the one thing that saved me from probably dropping out, if I'm being honest, like, mm-hmm. you know, being, being, a, being a good listener and knowing what's uh, important and not. And then, so that, so studying before the day of exam, maybe sometimes two or three, right? Um, I quickly noticed that that wasn't really working, right? Because you get your quiz back, it's like a 60% and you're just like, Holy crap! I haven't gotten sixty percent <laughs> since like Matt thirty on my first calculus quiz or something like that, mm-hmm. right? And you realize that quiz was worth twenty percent because university is just outrageous like that. You don't have mm-hmm. that's another thing. You don't have small assignments to boost your grade, right? Mm-hmm. Your class is usually thirty percent midterm, fifty percent final, and a twenty percent essay or another midterm or a group assignment, mm-hmm. right? Every single project matters, and um, yeah. that that's one thing that's also different from high school, right? High school, you have, like, a class like Matt 30. You have, like, 10 unit quizzes, like, 10 uh, unit exams, and then you have a final, so... And you, get, and you, you get a retake, too. You get, like, a retake as well. Oh, those were so clutch. Okay, well, hey, if... Not in all schools, okay? Y'all got, like... <laughs> oh, <laughs> we didn't no get way. retakes. Oh, my yeah. God. Uh, so... Yeah, don't don't let that condition you in high school because <laughs> it's it's a bad habit. Don't don't rely on hey, I can retake it in in university. Oh, like I rely on it like permanent. Crazy. It is permanent, right? Every on mistake you make on your transcript. Yeah, forever. and it's and it's not like a course you in high school where you can redo. Like I redid Matt twenty or sorry Matt thirty three times. Don't don't mm-hmm. t- don't ask why. Okay, uh, horrible Matt. Horrible <laughs> at you. physics. Okay, <laughs> and, anyways, and like you know, like that's a social safety net that you have to be able to redo it. Um, but university man, your grades stick and you can't redo it unless you fail. But if you fail, like, you know, you're redoing it to be able to take the next level. You're not redoing it to boost your GPA by any means. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, regardless, uh, then what I, uh, started doing, um, throughout the, uh, the rest of first year, I guess, was I, uh, started taking a lot more active notes in class. Mm-hmm. Like back then I used to listen passively, take a note here or there. But in uh, what I started doing was I actually started writing out the uh, like the lecture skeleton, you could say, right? Because a lot of profs hand out the uh, the slides beforehand, right? Yeah, and so I, I, I'd get cucked pretty bad if they didn't do that because then I can't really prepare for that lecture. So what I used to do was um, I used to prepare those skeleton notes, go through the lecture before class. And, you know, then I knew what I was then I knew what I was kind of getting my feet into during that day. And I would just do some annotations. And that was really good. Uh, I saw some improvements, except for the fact that that took forever. I think every night I got home, it would take me four hours to prepare to prepare all those things for the lectures. Four hours. Mm-hmm. And oh, you know wow. what that means? That's that's four hours of me not studying, right? Oh, so yeah. that's, a, that's yeah. a big mistake I made, right? And mm-hmm. bear in mind, I was doing this all on paper, right? And so I'll, I'll, I'll get into this, I'll get into this later as to 
how I refined my uh, studying. So like it was successful in the in the sense that I was able to do really well during the lecture, right? Because I used to absorb everything. But I couldn't really study for my classes, right? I'm too busy doing notes for the next class. And then by the time I'm done that, it's late and I either sacrifice sleep or I study, right? And then if you sacrifice sleep, you can't pay attention in class. So, you know, there's a diff- you have a different problem in your hands that you have to fix. And for me, that was the, the amount of time I put in. So yeah, what I then did was I tried to print, I, I printed out booklets, right? I, uh, I printed out booklets and um, I kind of annotated that. Uh, but the issue was with that was I had so many pieces of paper that like, you know, you lose track of it here and there. And it was a lot to carry, right? I saved time, but at the same time, um, I, you still miss out on like the physical, you know, you physically writing out the notes and stuff like that. Yeah. Right. So that was more so towards second semester, right? First semester, I guess I didn't make that transition as fast enough. And um, you can see with like my grades, right? My my GPA rose every single semester, right? Yeah. First semester, got my buck kicked. Second semester, still got my buck kicked, but did a little bit better. Um, and then another thing is uh, you really got to know when your exams are, right? Like for me, oh. I was like, I'll be honest, I was reliant on the teacher hoping or uh, me hoping that the teacher would like be like, hey, you got an exam next week. But yo, not every prof is nice like that, right? All of a sudden, yeah, like, check your calendar and you're like, cat, like it's normal. I, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like, yo, I got an exam in a day or two. And you realize you have been putting that class or that content on the back burner, right? Now oh. you got to cram a whole X amount of weeks of uh, knowledge and try to learn it all and absorb it. But university, literally, sometimes like three weeks of lecture is equivalent to a whole high school course. I'm not even, I'm not even capping when I say that, like there's so <laughs> much content. It's insane. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so that's one thing, right? I didn't, uh, take note of when my exams were right. So I'd get surprised like, Holy crap. I, I, you know, I, I should have done this. I should have done that. Cause honestly you need at least a week or two to prepare for like, uh, midterms and like smaller, smaller assignments and quizzes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'd say even a week is kind of pushing it, right? It really depends on where you are. Like I like to have a, at least one to two weeks. I always set myself reminders, right? On my Google calendar, like, uh, hey, you have this quiz or this assignment due in this day. And it's usually, I set it to two weeks. For finals, I usually set it to a month, right? Because you, 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 you know how much content there is in a whole course. You really do need a month, That's right? It should, it, should yeah. like, it should be like a it's week. Back. You should be studying everything, right? You should be going top uh, to yeah, bottom. There's I, no I, such I a, thing. Uh, Go ahead. Sorry. I, I, got, I, I got one question for you, my bad, for cutting you off. But uh, like, 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 you see, like, when you're saying, like, okay, like, I, I started fine-tuning my studying and stuff like that. But, like, like how would you, like, you said, okay, I, I'm going to leave this for a month. But the thing is, like, would you change it like in terms of, okay maybe this exam i'm gonna do it two weeks because the content's much lighter and i'm gonna do the mm. other exam that i have i'm gonna start studying four weeks ahead because this one's a much harder you know like would you like schedule like that yeah. as well too depending on the course oh of course yeah so that's again that's like that's under that's time management and triaging i like to call it your uh mm-hmm. i guess the difficulty triaging? in your exams oh. right triage mm-hmm. yeah you know like 
what what takes priority, or I guess you could yeah. call it prioritizing. I say triage because I'm taking an EMR course right now on the side. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, uh, so yeah, you wanna like like you like Roby said, you gotta you gotta know what's important, right? I'm not if I have a quiz coming up, I'm not gonna postpone a potential final exam content review for that quiz. Oh, come on, like exactly, <laughs> right? So. Um, yeah, so you're right about that. Um, and yeah, so like not preparing, not knowing the dates of things and when they're due is really going to, it's going to get to you bad. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I made that mistake, I guess more than once you could say, but Mm -hmm. I'm happy to say I learned after the first year with that, with that one. Um, and I'm trying to think what else that, okay. Another thing with first year that I had a big uh, thing was, um, yeah, it's like the whole trend of not studying at home enough, right? Uh, Like, uh, remember how I told you guys I printed out the notes, right? Well, I got a little bit lazy when I did that, right? Uh, Because I'm like, oh, I don't have to write the lecture notes ahead of time, so I have more free time to myself. I'm just saying free time is the biggest illusion in university. There is no such thing ever. You can always be doing work. Right. And so, I would say like my biggest distractors were one social media, mm-hmm. um, just memes, man. YouTube. Oh, YouTube is a, was ah, a disease. Oh, and it still is. It still is, bro. If, if you're watching, like if you're watching some people you've been watching for a long time, it's hard to give up. I'm telling you. Oh, YouTube right? goes hard, man. Um, it goes hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I'm grateful I never got addicted to Netflix. I don't watch TV shows, like, ever. Yeah, me too. Or movies me or anything too. like that. Uh, but the thing so, was with, like, social media, yeah. like, I feel like, uh-huh. you know, it kind of it kind of mentally drains you, too. So even after you oh, get social does. media, you can't even study because, you're like, yeah. you've just been reading yeah. stuff all day, you know? So, yeah, and it's negative. Sometimes, bro, sometimes you just you just see some useless information, bro. They'll be like, okay, this gossip, you know, it's like some, this guy, yeah. this guy, this girl, this guy, you know, like the fam, like why? Yeah, it's it's why all a waste of time. That, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all a I, like, I big, big waste of time. It is, exactly. that too. Um, and then, so social media was one. Video games was another. Although I'd say I, on like first year, I like, as I was going into university, I told myself I'd quit a lot of the things that I was doing. So video games weren't too much of an issue, but every now and then, they would still come up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those two t- take up a lot more time than you think. Like if you look at your statistics, I think on Instagram you can actually check how often you go a day, right? And I think my stat was like an hour, and like I was like, no way! I thought I would go on for oh, like wow. ten minutes, but you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's a lot, right? And that's not just Instagram. Mm-hmm. You got like Snapchat and whatever they have nowadays, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, bro, I've I've, I've never done a TikTok, man. It looks so. Nah, yeah, oh, nah, don't. Me, like, Yo, t- like, was, TikTok's terrible. I had to, I had to like, I had to like, I had to like uh, deactivate my Instagram. I said, "Fam, like, halas, you know, it's 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 done, it's done, you know." I said, mm-hmm. "Like, unless I need it for like business or something or like getting in contact with, I, but I don't really need yeah. it. everyone that really like needs to get in contact with me or I need to get in contact with really has my number, you know, or I can mm-hmm. easily That's just true. get their number from somebody. I can just text somebody and I'll get their number. Like, it'll be like like that, you know? Yeah." Um, so yeah, that was some of the biggest distractors first year. And, uh, I guess the last biggest distractor was camera library, second floor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. We used to play chess. So, like, bro, with, so with many hours in the day. 
I thought it was Magnus at one point, bro. I was playing chess all day. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I became so Brad, no cap. I became so good so fast. I tried not so good, but I became decent very fast. Like I went from yeah. beginner to an actual like a decent player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, it, yeah, chess ate everyone's time, bro. And like, oh, let's say, let's say, let's say you're like, oh, okay, I want to take a break from chess. Then you chat with people there, right? This isn't just Cameron Second Floor. It could be anywhere you are. Like if you're in the kin faculty, it could be um, what do you call it near Chop Leaf, right? That's where the yeah. kin students chill out in, right? Like I see a lot of people chilling there. Although I'd say the environment there is a lot more like you know people are actually studying, right? Not so much yeah. chit chat. Every now and then, obviously during like lunchtime, but in Second Floor uh, Cameron Library, man it was not a good environment. So I guess the lesson there to learn is you got to be in a good environment with people that are actually trying to not mess around in uni. Mm -hmm. No, it's like, it's not even like, it's like, like the thing is like with that, like people got to understand like, okay, if you're going to be chilling for an hour, you better be having, you better have a time slot to be studying for two hours. Cause the thing is like, you got to understand, okay, you can chill like but the thing is like you got to be able to okay if i chill now am i gonna have enough time to study later you know you, you have to exactly you know like you gotta, mm-hmm. know, you gotta know your time yeah. you gotta know your time exactly exactly yeah and uh that's that's one thing a lot of us didn't do right we were like mm-hmm. you know we'll take an hour break playing chess and then mm-hmm. an hour passes by we play chess and we totally forget about the hour passing by because we're chatting with our friends mm-hmm. and then we look at the time it's like Maghrib and you're just like, oh, holy crap, right? I got to get home or something. And then you get home, you have to eat and it's nine o'clock and your whole day just got wasted. And you're in the complete denial. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think I write yeah. some stuff. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Yeah. Yo, by the way, um, like overall, like what is, like what is kinesiology in a nutshell for like those who don't know? Kinesiology, I guess the definition of it is the study of human movement, right? So the, the, the faculty, I'll just start off by saying, if you're into anything, um, sport, uh, health, uh, anatomy, physiology, any, anything in that type of field, right? Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, you've taken sports medicine and you like that class and you're like, hey, I could do something. I could do something in that field. Kinesiology is the thing for you. If you're a fit person and you want to continue that uh, lifestyle and explore more into it and you don't know what else to go into, kinesiology might be it for you because the faculty is, the, 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 the beautiful thing about the faculty is literally every course interconnects, right? We've got courses on uh, anatomy, physiology, and they're always like fueling into each other. And then we've got courses, right? And it, and it does really well at like, distinguishing between beginner intermediate and like higher level courses like the the scale is not like zero to 100 like i find some science courses like chem 101 to ochem was just like like it's like telling a baby it's like teaching a baby to crawl and then all of a sudden you're telling this guy to run 100 meter like usain bolt like relax (laughs) um oh man but that's one thing i liked about our faculty like it uh it really knew how to you know train you um but yeah we have anatomy physiology uh which honestly like you don't just learn surface level anatomy like i've taken probably every anatomy course in university because i'm a huge anatomy fan taken anatomy 200 i've taken 
uh, Kin 100, Kin 400, P3340, which is another anatomy class. And I can say the Kin faculty provides some of the best anatomy out there. Um, and I anatomy is not it for everyone, but like the things you learn, like the the you don't just learn to memorize things, obviously, but you learn how to utilize that information, right? Like a wise man once told me, if you understand structure, then you can understand function. And if you can understand function, you can understand dysfunction, right? So um, then that really... That I got to write that down. <laughs> I got to so write I, that I down. I that somewhere. <laughs> I wrote it down. Second year university, Adam Pinkalxi, big brain quote. Um, Anyway, so yeah, that uh, anatomy and physiology, that's a little bit about them. Our physiology courses, man, we go so in-depth on like how our physiology affects or how exercise, sport, and inactivity in general, and all these pathophysiologies affect our phys- uh, physiology, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, you've, if you ever need motivation to work out, bro, take a Ken course. Take Ken 200. Holy crap, that thing will motivate you. If really? you've got was some, it? it's it's a whole course on like how your physiology is when you're inactive, what kind of depending on what kind of training you do, right? You you see you see uh, uh, a grade evidence on uh, what the best type of training is. Why you don't you don't just they don't just tell you uh, like here's here's uh, this is this here's here's this uh, training method and it's the best. They tell you why, right? You, you learn why and like it actually makes sense. Like that's one thing I, I, I like is oh, things wow. making sense, right? Like when I was yeah. in the sciences, I guess yeah. I guess I didn't really clarify. First year I was in sciences, second year I actually kind of I, I, I was going to ask you, okay. <laughs> this, is the question yeah. I was gonna ask you. this is the question I was going to ask you. Okay, Go ahead. Like, how was that transition from sciences to kinesiology? <laughs> Stressful. Yo, let me tell y'all, oh, I don't think I'd be in university if I didn't transfer. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> So one thing I'll say is I um I kind of uh played the system I guess I I basically did a lot of research into what the most guaranteed probability is of getting in because mm-hmm. after my first semester y'all no shot I was getting a high enough GPA to be able to transfer over mm-hmm. unless I mm-hmm. like got like a four point oh second semester so I was like hey let's be a little bit realistic here because going up one point zero GPA and a semester as a high school, fresh high school student is not, it's not a real reality. Oh, very tough. I mean, for some like, people, like it's sure, a, it's they ridiculous. can make that change. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But for me, I knew I was like, I needed, I need to think about this a lot more and work on it a lot more. So, uh, in university, what there was, uh, there's this 23 credit, I think it's 23 credits. Uh, how many, eight, 18, 20, sorry, 21 credits, not 23. What am I saying? So yeah. if you had 21 credits or lower, Right, and you wanted to apply for a transfer, mm-hmm. they would actually use your high school marks. Oh. Yeah, so that's one thing I didn't know. So initially, I took, I was taking a five and a five, okay. which we'll 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 get into later because that that's a, that's another story. Taking yeah. five and five. Oh. Um, Brutal. Yeah. So what what I did was, um, I was taking five and five, and I was like. Either I just destroy my GPA and um, what do you call it? Uh, continue with this, mm-hmm. or I take it the easy way out, right? And just mm-hmm. transfer into a faculty that I enjoy and that I know I'm going to succeed more in. And so mm-hmm. what I ended up doing was I dropped a bunch of courses. Yeah. It hurt. It hurt because I was like, "Damn!" I'm like, I felt like I was giving up, but you know what? It was it was a tactical move. 
mm-hmm. right? And so my high school grades were pretty good, right? I didn't need that 95%, right, uh, to, to get in. So I got in, got to get in my classes, and I transferred. And yeah, cool. so that's one thing. If you, you want to take 21 credits or under, so if you don't know the, the transition between the amount of courses that is, that's seven. Seven or less, and you're able to do that. But I guess the disclaimer is you should probably double check because that might have changed now. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you take any more than that, they will have to take your GPA. Oh, so, man. Yeah. yeah like just overall, with the transferring in this university, like you have to be tactical. It's and everything. not easy. Like I had a friend, he did the same thing, right? Uh, he, so I had two friends that also wanted to transfer. One of them, his name is David. He actually did manage to transfer. In. And this guy snapped first year. Yeah. He got a 3.7. He snapped. Right. Oh, um, and, and uh, he he go, he wanted to transfer and he he got the transfer and I had another friend he had a three point five didn't get the transfer in no way so, like oh it's so competitive to be to use your GPA to transfer right mm-hmm. um, and that's not just for kin that's for like every faculty like mm-hmm. right so um, yeah so that's that's a little bit about the uh, um, mm-hmm. trans transfer stuff. So like what like you said earlier like you said five and five that's like a whole different story so like like what was like in terms of like like what would you say to like that guy who says okay I'm gonna fresh out of high school I'm gonna go five for me I knew deep down like literally I had this one guy like well I have to go thank him like I, I say this every podcast well I have to get him on one day well, like, <laughs> he came, he said open up because he, he went to the same high school as me so he was a year older than me he yeah. sees me he sees me like around the first week of school he says I'm like show me your schedule. I show him my mm-hmm. schedule. He says, Abdullah, this is what you're going to do right now. You're going to drop that class. You're not take <laughs> like he said, like he said, you're not taking it. Like, well, like, you're not taking it. Just drop it. I say, bro, you're going to have three labs in a semester. You cannot do this. Drop that class. Yeah. Well, like, good thing I listened to him. <laughs> good thing I listened yeah, to him. Wow. I, I wish I had someone like that, man. It sucks <laughs> being the oldest all the time and not having mm-hmm. older friends. But, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, the five and five thing. Uh, I'm just saying, unless you're some prodigy and you've already experienced university somehow before high school, then don't, for your first year, spare your GPA and just <laughs> do, a, do a four and four instead, or even a three and four, right? Or even like a three and then a five, right? Like get, a, get an idea. Like I, I, especially for your first semester, I highly uh, do not advise taking five especially when you're fresh out right like even if you're a genius of a student because my valedictorian like kind of pooped the bed on her first year and this was someone that had like a 96 to 97 percent average in high school Jeez. right so i'm just saying university will it's a whole beat animal, you up, huh? man. It's, it's, a, it's a whole different breed um so yeah take take three four right and the thing with classes is it's okay to drop them, even if you're like, if even if you make the mistake a bit too late and mm-hmm. uh, you lose your money and you get a W, which is a withdrawal, mm-hmm. that's fine, right? Like, which it's that better than better. getting, it's better that than getting a, w, a B minus or a C or anything like that. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's exactly. a legit W. It, it is a W. Right? <laughs> yeah, so it's fine to drop classes, yeah. right? Not many postgraduate programs look at the Ws unless you've dropped the same class like three times for some odd reason. Like, in that exactly. case, you you got other things to worry about. Um, uh so yeah don't worry about taking w's right and the thing is if you're if you're smart you can kind of get an idea of when to drop out like because i think we have a two-week period before we can drop a course for free right yeah yeah, yeah i think free. so full, full 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 like money yeah. back 
Mm -hmm. So, and then but after that, it's like a month, and then you get half of it back, something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't but remember no the dates. So no W still, but then later. Oh yeah, on, that's true. Know. That's a that's true. Yeah, your first yeah. two weeks, right? You don't get a W, but after that two weeks, you do get a W. So mm -hmm. again, like not every course, you're not gonna get the perfect idea of how it is within the first two weeks. But if you're trying to test the waters in university and you're like, no, I can do five, right? Sure, take five, but you know what? Consider dropping <laughs> after two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, that's 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 a that's the biggest thing because the course load is a lot. Like in mm -hmm. high school. If you think about it, we technically took, if we compare it to university, it's like three and three, yeah, right? And that's exactly. like a full course load. That's a full course load. With a yeah. lab, like that's completely maxed out. I mean, I consider our labs as well, for yeah. example. Like, even if you're taking four and four, if you have two True. labs in each semester, that's six classes a semester, low key. Yeah, yeah. And so, essentially, that that's not just like the, the that's not, that we're not even talking about the course load, because the course load is, like, you go over math 31 stuff in like, few weeks man like it's it's disgusting how fast you go yeah. like they they they're like speed running content yeah. every single like, class and people don't understand like it's it's not it's not a bad thing to ask for help you know for me i knew like it's I not knew, like for me like we're in the same math class i said like i didn't take math 31 so what i did was i went up to the math uh, help room every time and I, I did that course program to keep me up to speed with the class mm -hmm. like, it, it kept me up to speed <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Wallahi, it was crazy. i did the opposite actually i didn't like like i didn't get help i got completely slapped yeah like i, oh, I com completely that yeah math obliterated. was crazy oh my yeah. goodness because i didn't ask for help and i think the issue was like the math help room was pretty packed sometimes at least, at least they fixed the curriculum now because math like it was so unfair the way they structured it they put all science business uh um it's called social sciences physics guys all the science kids doesn't matter what type of science they are like psych everybody's in the same class which is not fair because like everybody can have a different type of math that can be more catered towards their faculty now that's they have, true now they have bio math now they have physics math uh econ math you know it's a little bit more better it's a little mm -hmm. more fair now yeah um i want to expand on uh the thing you said about getting help mm -hmm. right that's that's a huge thing i think the only class i ever reached out for help was in chem 101 and guess what that was my only a i think during that semester in uh, first year so like just uh it goes to show that if you go and ask for help it also means that you're putting a lot more effort into that course mm -hmm. right um exactly. one thing one thing i then noticed like in my second year i'll talk a little bit about it um the biggest change i made was talking to all my profs if you look up my email list for some of my classes, yeah. I used to email some of my profs four times a day because yeah. when I used to get home, right? So this is in kinesiology. Kinesiology, yeah. You transferred over to kinesiology. Right? And again, you can see the huge shift in interest, right? Yeah. That's another thing, right? Yeah. Go into a degree that you're going to like, okay? Because yeah. if you're not going to like it, you're not going to do that good, even if it's a GPA booster because there's no such thing as GPA boosters, okay? Oh, mm -hmm. No cap. <laughs> oh, uh, bro, like sociology 100 so was my biggest mistake yeah no it's not even like for me someone took someone told me to take econ like like econ like you know it's easy it's easy but well, like my brain does not wrap around like no matter how easy the material could <laughs> be like, it was like yeah. oh, it's so easy i told her how you struggle i said bro it's not for me you know it's, it's yeah. not for me and then for me i'll take like this class on um like for example, like uh, I like I take a lot of pharmacology classes stuff like that. So this one class on cannabis, and I'll do so good on it. And then my friend will be like, "Yo, is it an average booster?" I'm like, "Listen, 
Yeah. It could be it, it could be an average booster if you put the work out. But I think I say I put True. the work in mm-hmm. and I enjoyed every second of it. So that's why mm-hmm. my mark translated that, you know? Mm-hmm. That, yeah. That that goes into me taking like four anatomy co courses. Okay. Yes, anatomy right. is anatomy is a monster, bro. For for like people because oh. it's it is a crap ton of content. And I took four of them. Okay, and they were like I I, I did really well in them, and hence why I'm taking four, but not many people would take Anatomy 200 for a GPA booster. Yeah. <laughs> like exactly. Like it's 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 uh it's kind of ridiculous. So yeah. Um. Again, yeah. It's it's your interest. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I'll say about my uh, second year was, um, don't be afraid to email your profs a lot. Why? Because you pay. You basically paid for the services. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Obviously, be polite that's about right, it. Right. right? And like, you know, be polite in your emails. Cause I used to apologize to my profs so much until one of them was like, yo bro, just, I don't care if you spam me, like just stop apologizing. And I'm like, okay. No. Um, so I used to, I, I used to email one of my profs, Darren Delory, four or five times a day. Four or five right? times a day. Yeah. And, and like, sometimes this guy was like, oh, like he used to be like, you know, we'll answer that in lecture this day or that day. Okay, right. Yeah. But the thing is, I swear to God, when you email profs, they give you the most detailed answers and sometimes that's good and sometimes that's bad but most of the time it like it just gives like a whole different shift you're like it, like oh, the exactly. way they explain it when when you ask them one question they tend to connect concepts together for you rather than you having to do that yourself yeah so yeah. i saw that as like a little cheat code and i was like hmm. and I'll, I'll give you a little uh, intro into like what I did in my fourth year with the emailing i changed it up a bit so yeah. not only did i email about questions I emailed about consolidating my understanding. So if there was like a huge topic, right? Like I took a cardiopulmonary physiology class, hardest class I've ever taken in university. I've been there. Oh, man. <laughs> the the oh, name's giving me a headache. The, the whole yeah, yeah. yeah, cardiopulmonary physiology. It's, like, it's a 400 level class. It's a graduate level class actually. And so I used to email this guy, not for questions, to but to be like, okay, so here is... Uh, a scenario right so we have we learned about this thing called the muscle pump it basically talks about like how we vasodilate and vasoconstrict and like how our body knows when to do that right and and how to do that and so i talked to him like hey so here's how i'm understanding the muscle pump i told him everything i knew about it in an email it was like an essay right Mm -hmm. and i waited his response and guess what he will correct every he corrected every single thing i said wow and you know what that's st- that stuck every single time I like closed my eyes and thought thought about that. I thought about the things I wrote and then the corrections he made. And and like that was 10 times better than me studying that concept over and over and over and over again. So yeah. mm-hmm. that that's that, that I wish I found that cheat code out way earlier, man, because it is so mm-hmm. OP. Like mm-hmm. like I just used to regurgitate what I what I thought I knew in the class and yeah. he would correct me. And sometimes you think, you know, a concept, but you don't okay like yeah so that's 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 a little that's a little something i learned recently you said you said that you what you had the way you fixed your study habits like how did you end up uh like fixing it like how did you like become more efficient well it's a okay well it's a lot of things a lot of things so number one is uh deleting social media i think most of like second part of second year most of third year and most of fourth year, I didn't have social media. And even now during the, uh, during the summer, because I'm not really in school, right? I want to build that habit. I don't, I'm not really using social media at all. Yes. So yes. Mm-hmm. 
um like that's one habit because that's one thing i knew was holding me back so i tried to do i try to stop that uh another thing was you know friends that are distracting right mm-hmm. i spent less time with them uh i was like yo my gpa is a priority and you know you i got my priority straight mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. i guess the biggest contributor that everyone can do right easily is anki okay if, if people used to call me the people used to call me the anki salesman okay and right and that's because i mean it's it, it's a hit or miss for everyone right like if it if like if it my studying habits and like how i like to study and how i like to review but if you're someone that likes to rewrite their notes and stuff like that maybe it's not for you right yeah. but yeah. like i've tried guess, it with um like memorization based courses, you know, like a psychology course or like, mm-hmm. um, like actually, physiology. like I made a bunch of decks on the thing is physio, we like, like requires a lot of understanding. Oh, yeah. do you use it? I, Anki? Yeah. yeah oh, but I use it on paleo and holy bro, that saved me. Yeah. Cause it was just all memorization, like, you know, it's like terms and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was proper. Yeah. Um, so I started using Anki in my second year of university, but I'll admit I was like super new to it. Right, like if you look at the cards I made for second year versus now, it's like night and day difference. Mm-hmm. But the way Anki works is it's like Quizlet, right? But you can you can do so much more on it. Like Quizlet is just basic. You can make dozens of different types of cards, right? Um, and if if I can talk about this for like an hour, so I'll I'll, yeah. I'll I'll save it for the sake of the for sake of time. But if anyone does is curious in it, I can show them, right? So just send them my contact number. No, I'm going to personally hit you up because I need to I need to get into that to be honest because you know I'm going to have but, more but, of a heavier course load you know mm-hmm. check that out yeah and like Anki tests your revision which is basically or sorry your recall my bad when you when you revise right so it brings up information and it asks you about them and so that's the best way to learn a lot of people just uh, uh, rely on recognition instead of recall active recall right mm-hmm. like when people are studying right rewriting notes that's not necessarily like rewriting notes is not necessarily active recall you're just kind of copying and pasting what's on the piece of paper right active mm-hmm. recall would be taking out a blank piece of paper and writing everything you know about the course or everything you know about this concept yeah. mm-hmm. so that's what anki exactly. does and uh it uses mathematically and uh or not mathematically but research uh, uh research-based evidence to basically space uh, your repetition, right? Okay. So it knows exactly when to bring up that card, right? Let's say you, you do a card and you know it that day, it knows exactly when to bring it up so that your mind is just about to forget it, but then you re- you review it one more time, mm-hmm. right? So that's that's the, that's the power Pretty of Anki, essentially. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's so strong, man. Like, mm-hmm. there's a reason why, like, I was able to flourish in anatomy classes because of my Anki mm-hmm. deck. So, yeah, yeah. So yeah, those those are basically the things that helped me uh, flourish a lot. But a lot of it was also like a shift in mindset, right? Like, yeah. mm-hmm. are you here to play around or are you here to actually learn, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, like scheduling like your time as well, too. Sorry, like like do you think like scheduling like your time like uh, like studying earlier, well? like studying yeah. earlier? Oh no, like oh, no, yeah, like, like just having like a more structured day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I I barely used to. Uh, chill out after school i went either straight home or i went straight to uh a place that i usually sit in in uh 
it's like fourth floor in the VVC building. It's like an empty room that I was studying, that I used to study. In. I either used to do that or that, right? And, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't stay back, chill with friends, unless like, you know, I, I could, like, I knew, I, I knew that I could like afford to give an hour of my time, right? But again, that's like being, that, that's understanding how to, uh, how to time manage, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I'm not saying your whole life should be this and that, right? Just studying, 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 right? right? Like every, maybe two weeks, I would uh, have have some food with my friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, time management, your mindset, and actually enjoy the courses that you're taking. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, the courses that I would do bad in were always the ones that I hated. Like, even in Ken, we have this uh, class called Sports Sociology, it was basically like e-com with kinesiology and oh it was God. so boring holy crap like i and i and i did bad in it right it's supposed to be an easy class but that's because i was just bored and honestly you got to make yourself enjoy the class somehow okay yeah like mm-hmm. so that, that's a bad habit i had and i still have nowadays is just not putting as much effort into the classes that are boring so mm-hmm. yeah exactly can you, you know, can you explain the difference between, you know, your experiences with the faculty of science and the faculty of kinesiology? And, you know, what did you think, like, what did you feel, you know, like, what do you think, which one was like, like, what, like, what did you feel like? Like, like the pros and cons. more? Yeah. Like, which one did you like? Okay. Which pros and cons Um, well, I guess I kind of already dipped into it here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the main reason I wasn't enjoying the science faculty was because, I mean, I took OCHEM, I took CHEM, I took math, uh, English, and like all the, and took and physics, right? And like, I just found the, like the focus to be too broad, right? Um, like, I didn't want to be taking physics. I, I don't give a damn about physics, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you think I'm going to, like, I, I literally didn't give a damn about physics. And um, same thing with the things I was learning, like in bio, plants. You okay. <laughs> I, I dropped that class literally the next week um anyway so like it just i was like how like i'm not interested like i came to university to pursue something i enjoy learning about mm-hmm. right i'm not here to uh, like mind numb myself for four years mm-hmm. so that's why i was like that was the biggest thing for me for everyone else it might be different right they might like that stuff but for me it was interest i wasn't interested in any of the courses like I even checked the future courses that I would have to take in my uh, science degree. And I was like, that's, that's not it for me. Mm-hmm. Then I explored Ken uh, again, I guess. Cause I, I, I guess I already had the idea of going back and like getting into Ken. Um, but it really uh, uh, cemented it when I looked into the course load for Ken mm-hmm. or, and, and like the courses that were offered and like, you've got anatomy, physiology, you've got like, uh, uh, sports physiology, sports psychology, and like all of these are like things I'm super interested about. And the biggest thing was I could apply them to everyday life, mm-hmm. right? Like physics, when am I ever going to do a double slit experiment? <laughs> right? Like, sure, like the, the, the concept of it, sure, but like, like it wasn't very practical like, too. Like, you just be like, well, why, why did I learn this? You see, like, you yeah, ask exactly. after you walk out of the class. <laughs> yeah, and with Ken, every single thing I learned was so practical. You could name any course right now, like pull up, pull up the Kin thing. And I'll tell you like the, the most important thing I learned about that course. 
like that was one thing like i could close my eyes and like be like holy crap i actually learned too much about that about that course even the boring ones even the boring even ones. the boring ones right yeah yeah do you feel like like what like what do you think you know like you learned there that was like can you share with us that like you found like super surprising that was super surprising yeah i was like oh um, man or like you know like uh, or like well, very like beneficial uh, sure. for example i don't know sure well it is if you're physically inactive for you to get gains man it's so easy right there's no such thing as oh i'm 30 years old for instance i, I i've already passed my window of you know getting fit it's the biggest cap i've ever heard the the data shows right <laughs> Um, you know, with the proper training regime, right? Like if you're trying to lose weight, man, right? Uh, there's hit, there's, uh, there's, um, what do you call it? Uh, geez, my mind's going blank. All right. Anyways, uh, hit is like, right. We, we, we've, we learned all different types of diets and training regimes, but my point being is, um, there's no, there's no such thing as being too late to get fit. Right, oh, okay. because as a as a beginner, your your body's physiology, you're not even close to your physiological ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. And the gains you make are exponential. Anyone that's gone to the gym knows these things, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's called diminishing returns, essentially, the principle of diminishing returns. Mm-hmm. Um, you make gains really quick, and then it becomes harder and harder and harder to get to get gains. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing; you make gains really, really quick. That's so, true. if yeah, you that, dr- if you that stop, is true my experiences. <laughs> I yeah, lost it all now. But... Stop... <laughs> so if if you stop, you you know, uh, like smoking, for instance. If you stop uh, being physically inactive, uh, and the biggest thing is, it, you only have to do a little bit, right? You only have to do like very little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like the recommended amounts of like uh, physical activity per day is a, or sorry per week is 150 minutes of moderate to uh, uh, high intensity physical activity. That's not a lot. 150 minutes? 150, sorry, 150 minutes. Did I say hours? Oh, yeah. No, I think 150 minutes. minutes. You said minutes. She, so that's like, yeah. what? Per oh, week. Per week. Per oh, week. Not per day. I thought you said per week. Day. That's like two hours. <laughs> not per day. Right? That's like two hours and 30 yeah. minutes. Per week. Yeah, and that, that's, that's, for you to be, that's for you to be physically healthy, right? I'm not talking about like your physiological stats, right? Those can easily be up there too. Wow. But that doing that much alone will save you f- from so many comorbidities. It decreases your all-time mortality by a lot. I, I can go all in all, all, all day about <laughs> wow. this stuff. Yeah. But my thing, my, my point is physical activity is so crucial for so many things, your physical health, your mental health, your, mm-hmm. uh, even your spiritual health, honestly. So, mm-hmm. right. Like you're, you're taking care of this body law gave you. So, you know, and that's a responsibility that you have, mm-hmm. right. That's, exactly. If you need motivation, bro, take that as motivation, right? Like you got, you got a responsibility <laughs> to take care of this body, right? Cause and then like, hey, how about like people, we're, like, we're essentially renting like, it. We got a question. So for example, like so people, they think like, for example, like my body compared to somebody else's body to different bodies. So for example, if me and this guy were working out and then my body starts to mm-hmm. look different in a good way compared to his body. But the thing is like, you got to understand like, the, like, is there like something like that talks about like how everybody has different body types and kinesiology and then in terms of like you could still be healthy but not look like the way that you want to look like in terms of like how these social media portrays people but oh. you still are healthy true yeah so i help being healthy is a very broad term right that i'm, mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna get into right mm-hmm. like 
you could be uh, overweight in the overweight category. Again, like these BMI things are yeah. just not the best method. They're, they're not the best method of uh, calculating things either, right? Like a hockey player is considered obese. Yeah, I see. Are, are they obese, right? So like, it just doesn't make sense. So yeah, that, that's one thing I'd, I'd, I'd say to like stray away from. But the biggest indicator of like health is your VO2 max, mm. right? And this is basically your cardiopulmonary health, how well your body can take in and utilize oxygen to its fullest. Mm-hmm. It's essentially, in other words, your endurance, your stamina, right? Mm-hmm. Your VO2 max uh, indicates so many things throughout your life. For instance, right, if you have a VO2 max of 35 to 40, right, that, that's considered healthy, excellent in the mm-hmm. above average to average category, mm-hmm. right? I'll tell you what the VO2 max so, for instance, Arobi and uh, Tarek for here, if they have, their, their VO2 maxes might be in the 40 range, 40 milliliters per kilogram of O2, right? I'll tell you what the VO2 max of an average uh, adult senior is, right? 65 plus. It's about 15. Okay. Okay. So, and then if you look, and then if you compare that to the energy demands, and how much oxygen consumption that is needed to do daily activities, mm-hmm. it basically matches their upper limit. So for instance, for them, for an elderly person to do, to like maybe put their clothes on, they're basically, it's basically as if you are doing a hundred meter sprint as fast as you can. <laughs> so holy, that's a huge indication. Mm-hmm. So if there's something to take out of, take care of your VO2 max, mm-hmm. right? And Right, you can you can be like my my prof. My guy's got a big belly, yeah. right? But he his VO two max is like fifty. Oh, he can run. He's got good lungs, right? So I mm-hmm. I'd consider him healthy, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So like, in terms of like the like like how like in terms of being that you're in the faculty right now and you're almost done, like how was it? Like how like how is the faculty community? Is it like the competition or is there more closer relationship between peers? Prof, you said profs earlier, but like the peer group, like how is it? Like is it more group oriented or is it more like individual? Okay, so that's another big thing I noticed about the science faculty when I transferred to Ken. I felt like I was in a family. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I guess the biggest reason for that is it's because we're smaller, mm-hmm. right? All the classes are smaller. I know, I know probably every single person in the kin faculty, mm-hmm. oh, right? Wow. My year and maybe one above because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's small, right? You see everyone like you're friends with literally everyone. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of group work, like, mm-hmm. uh, like my, my, in my anatomy class, uh, we were, uh, we were all studying together half the class. Mm-hmm. Right. We were helping each other with dissection. We were helping each other with everything. So it was very like team uh, orientated. But then obviously everyone really like the thing that distinguishes you from the others is how well and how good you study. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it's very welcoming too, right? Like the your first year, they take you on a trip, right? And you make friends there. You, may, you can make friends so easily in Ken, mm-hmm. right? Um, like I'm not even a social, like I'd say I'm more of an introvert than anything. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I've made friends with so many people in Ken and they're really like, these people have the same mindset as you, right? They want to be healthy. They want to learn about the stuff. Um, so it, it's got such a good environment and the group activities, right? It, it's a hit or miss sometimes, right? Like it's like any other lab, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of uh, groups, but you know everyone in your faculty and 
uh, the profs, oh, don't even get me started. Like the one downside of the faculty is that we don't have many choices in terms of classes. Mm-hmm. Like one class is offered. For instance, we have one can 200 class. We don't have one in this time and one in another time. We have one. So your, your schedule is also very fixed. But the bright side is, you know all your profs. I know every single prof in that faculty and you become so close with your profs, right? That means research opportunities. That means uh, future volunteering opportunities. Like mm-hmm. I had a, my Ken 200 class with Dr. Darren Delore. I loved his class so much. I'm like, yo, I want to do a bit of research, get my feet in, mm-hmm. hit him up. He's like, sure thing, right? Got my feet into that. So it, it makes that stuff easier. So mm-hmm. oh. yeah. Like what, like what would you say like is the main focus of someone in kinesiology or like how their mind should be oriented? Your mind should be orientated in, I, I don't want to tell you how you should think, but I guess if you're in Ken, you have the intentions of helping the general public or a subspecific group of people mm-hmm. with their health, right? And how you help them really depends on maybe your major. You want to help them get in fit in, with, in terms of strength and conditioning. Uh, maybe you want to help the uh, 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 people with impairments and disabilities uh, with therapy, speech therapy, and all that good stuff, mm-hmm. right? Uh, or maybe you want to help the general public with, uh, um, you know, looking out for their health, for instance, uh, campaigning for uh, sm- uh, anti-smoking ads, anti-alcohol ads, and all that good stuff. Uh, so there's so many multitude of ways. Maybe you want to be a sports psychologist and help athletes in that way, or maybe you want to be going to the, the therapy, the, the, the sports, uh, physiotherapy route, right. And help, uh, maybe a subgroup of athletes, or you want to help, you know, all groups and ages, the, the possibilities are endless, right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you want to go into biomechanics, right. That's another, that's, that's another D's thing in kinesiology. Um, right. Mm-hmm. You can be able to, you can uh, be a biomechanist, uh, help people assess their things, or maybe you could go into um, helping be a phys- uh, ass- assess people's physiology and seeing how they could improve it, right? So the the ways you can help people are endless in, in kinesiology and everyone, you know, I'm assuming comes in with the mindset of wanting to help. Mm-hmm. But again, the journey comes with how you want to do that and what's the best way to do that. Okay, um, so like you talked about like how you did a research, right? Like, so did you do anything? Because I want to get into that. Like, I want to talk about like just quickly, briefly, like how like like what like, mm-hmm. what was that opportunity? Like, like how do you think it helped? It's gonna help you in like in the future. Is this type of stuff that you maybe want to work in the future, or is it like mm-hmm. something that just helped solidify what you learned in that class, stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Good. So the one thing I learned with research is especially in the kin faculty is mm-hmm. uh, you apply everything you learn in class. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's crazy how much you apply. Mm-hmm. Like the prof is asking me like things like literally straight from lecture and we were doing experiments straight from lecture. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I guess I want, I'll, I'll go slowly into a bit about how you to even approach for research opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. With any prof, I would recommend one reading their literature that they've written up. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Maybe some some you don't have to, especially the ones that are actively looking for res, uh, research volunteers. Mm-hmm. But generally, you want to at least show some interest that, hey, here's why I want to volunteer. Here's why I want to do some research. Mm-hmm. I read a few of his paper. I told him, I was like, look, I read a few of your papers. 
But like, despite that, I'm mostly interested in getting my feet dipped in because I love everything that we've learned in class. And he's like, sure thing, right? Some profs, you know, don't be disheartened. They're, they're probably not looking for volunteers, but you know, if you keep looking, you'll find one. So just email them, right? Don't be afraid, right? Like that's, that's the biggest thing. Like, don't, don't be afraid. Mm-hmm. The worst they can say mm-hmm. is no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then doing the research itself, right? Mm-hmm. It solidified that, you know, maybe research isn't for me, right? Because mm-hmm. I, like, research is super interesting. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. you need so much patience, mm-hmm. right? Like, to get through one experiment can take you seven, eight months. <laughs> Holy smokes. To get it published, wow. you can you, you, you could wait two months, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, sure, usually you're not working on just one project, but it, it's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of work and... um. The payoff is big at the end, but the process, man, it is so mind-numbing. You, but you're gonna, you'll become an Excel god. Like, mm-hmm. damn, you're, you're, you're going to be so good at Excel. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, just to like, wrap things up, like, like, what would you say to someone trying to pursue uh, kinesiology? Um, if it ever crossed your mind, man, just do it. it it's better than any other faculty out there. Okay, it's the world. <laughs> there is, we will never have a shortage of healthcare workers, and mm-hmm. I think the best door to enter the healthcare field is through kinesiology. Because mm-hmm. I went on a tangent earlier about right, like how you can help people. I was basically going over all the job descriptions and titles that you can get into. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the posi- the positions are endless, right? And if you don't know, you'll just become a kinesiologist, right? Mm-hmm. You kind of do a little bit of all of that. You do a little bit of everything. Um, so kinesiology is, uh, in my opinion, superior to all the other fac- <laughs> all the other faculties for that hey, reason. Hey, right? hey, hey. <laughs> I am not like, going to, like, at this podcast, I'm not going to deny no, it. No, well, I, it was just, yeah, yeah, I, I agree too. Yeah. 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 Um, and, you know, people are always going to be dying from some type of comorbidity, right? Mm-hmm. There's never a shortage. So yeah. there's always going to be a demand in our field. And there is even more of an increase in demand mm-hmm. uh, the more research that, mm-hmm. you know, we do into these comorbidities. And mm-hmm. our role as um, healthcare providers, whether that be kinesiologists, biomechanists, uh, sports psychologists, physiotherapists, uh, speech therapists, whatever you want to do, right? Our 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 uh, it's our goals are and our roles are more more and more and more recognized. That's why you see a bunch more kinesiologists in hospitals nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Um, thanks for dropping in, uh, Miran. Thank you for all having me. No worries. Just a reminder: we have uh, a new episode dropping every Thursday, ten a.m. Oh. on time. Assalamu alaikum, guys. Take care. Welcome, Assalam. Thank you for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Make sure to check us out on podcast streaming services like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify.